Australia continues to suffer under record-breaking heat. Some towns are literally trucking water in just to get by day by day. The first indication of how warm the world will be in 2020. Our figures will certainly focus minds on the need to find solutions for climate change. And weather trends for the rest of the winter season here in the UK. The remaining part of the winter is more likely than usual to be mild and damp. It's Friday the 20th of December and you're listening to Weathersnap from the Met Office. Hello, I'm Claire Nazir and you're listening to Weathersnap, an insider's guide to the week's weather brought to you direct from Met Office HQ. Australia has hardly been out of the news recently with bushfires and oppressive summer heat. Earlier this week, the country as a whole recorded its highest ever daytime temperature. Earlier today, I spoke to Dean Scarbosa from Australia's Bureau of Meteorology. The last three or four days have just been exceptional in a word with regard to this heat. Nullarbor, uh, which is a quite a desolate part of South Australia's coastline, 49.9 degrees. That was also an annual all-time record. And Eucla, which is in Western Australia, 49.8 degrees yesterday. Very hot conditions. Numerous annual and December records have been broken uh, over the last two or three days. And also um, you broke the countrywide average overall temperature record for the whole of Australia. We recorded the hottest day on record on Wednesday, the 18th of December. And in that case, the nationally average maximum daytime temperature was 41.9 degrees. Now, that's quite exceptional when you factor in it's including many coastal areas and also Tasmania, which is to the southeast, where temperatures were generally in the 20s. So this exceeded the record set the day before. So that was the Tuesday, the 17th of December, which broke its previous record. That was 40.9. And then yesterday as well, we also broke the previous record with 41 degrees. So essentially, we've broken a record three days in a row. Okay, so let's talk about context climatologically now. Um, The spring and summer of 2019 so far, I presume, sits pretty much at the top. Spring as a whole uh, was in the top five of warmest on record and it was most definitely warmer than averaged. I believe the maximum temperatures was close to, or maybe second, I think it was, second uh, warmest on record. Meanwhile, it was the driest spring on the record. I mean, that's the most concerning thing. We're going to talk about bushfires in a moment, but your team and meteorologists who are looking at the forecast, you're just searching for the rain, I can imagine. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, I mean, there's some areas here in Australia where we haven't seen any significant rainfall for you know, well over 18 months. We did see some moving images where there was a uh, somewhat isolated thunderstorm over a uh, farm and uh, a little girl, maybe only uh, 18 months old, was really emotional because she's never seen rain before. Back in the UK, the papers have been full of imagery of Sydney over the last week. There is a bushfire season in Australia, but this has been prolific. In the south, the bushfire seasons are typically from late December into around about March or even into April sometimes. But these fires started quite early during spring due to those dry, hot conditions. But the smoke 
has been a persistent feature of the Australian mainland. And it's at the moment it's covering the good third of the eastern part of the uh, country. In fact, it's got so bad uh, in the sea breezes in particular where the smoke haze around the Sydney metropolitan region has reached 10 to 12 times that of the hazardous level in terms of air quality index. Uh, we're also um, obviously very concerned about water levels across the country. The combination of drought, heat and fire doesn't bode well for your beautiful countryside. That's right. Uh, unfortunately, stream levels and stream flows are just dwindling uh, with the lack of rainfall. We are seeing water storage catchments approaching some places 0% and some towns are literally trucking water in just to get by day by day. Um, but this is also impacting agriculture with many crops failing or just cannot even grow crops at all, uh, just a complete failed season. Let's finally talk about the forecast for the next few days. Is there any rainfall on the horizon, any trends which indicate that things will improve? What we're looking at is a continuation of these very hot conditions over the next two or three days. Today, we're looking at uh, still an unfolding situation. About 70 to 80% of the state of Victoria could be breaking December or annual records. 20 to 30% of the state of New South Wales could potentially break further records again tomorrow. That heat will uh, contract to New South Wales and southeast Queensland. Saturday being the real day that we're concerned about, that's uh, tomorrow our time, with catastrophic fire dangers for the Sydney metropolitan region and the fire-affected areas. Temperatures in the uh, mid to high 40s, gusty winds up to 80 or 90 kilometres per hour, and a very sharp and strong wind change moving through those fire grounds during the afternoon. So it is a very dangerous fire situation, unfortunately. That heat will then contract towards the northeast New South Wales and southeast Queensland. Similar temperatures, once again, records expected the fall but following that the heat will just continue to build over interior Australia with no systems to flush it out we are potentially looking at yet another very strong heat wave to impact uh, the majority of the Australian mainland into next week and potentially into the new year as well. Dean Scarbosa thank you so much for your time um, I know it's late for you it's the Christmas week Merry Christmas and please send our regards to the Bureau of Meteorology the the team there do an amazing job and we'll catch up again soon. To stay up to date with the forecast in Australia, the Bureau of Meteorology website is an excellent source of information. www.bom.gov.au or their Twitter feed at bom underscore au. Whilst there is no immediate signs of a let up of that oppressive heat across Australia, the Met Office has just released its annual forecast for global temperatures for the coming year. Here's Senior Press Officer for Climate, Graham Madge. The ice in the Arctic, there's a very clear sign of decline. We also expect to see melting of glaciers and perhaps even the breakdown of ice sheets. Dorian is classified as Category 2, could be as strong as Category 4. We've got the potential for a tropical storm or subtropical storm to form over the Gulf of Mexico. This week, the Met Office issued a report about the forecast for the global temperature in 2020. And what we've discovered with the launch of that report is the fact that 2020 is going to be another very warm year and it's going to extend the series of warm years that we've seen going back to 2015 
2015 was the first year that we got above one degrees above pre-industrial levels. The report has been written by the Met Office and what we've done is we've had a look at all of the drivers of global temperature from uh, solar radiation through the influence of El Nino, aerosols in the atmosphere, all of those have an effect on global temperature. But of course the one consistent factor, the drumbeat behind all of these temperature rises that we're seeing is the amount of atmospheric carbon dioxide. And as we've seen over the last few years, that has continued to rise in the atmosphere and consequently we're getting these warmer temperatures. One of the elements that we can't predict is any volcanic eruption which could release aerosols into the atmosphere and have an overall cooling effect. But when you look at the spread of forecasts that we've done over recent years, we're very impressed by the accuracy that we have and the confidence that that gives us going into 2020, saying it will be another warm year. So with our forecast, we're suggesting that the average temperature rise compared with pre-industrial levels will be 1.11 Celsius above that pre-industrial level. But of course, one of the things is that that won't necessarily be spread evenly over the globe. So some parts such as land masses, especially in the Northern Hemisphere and especially in the Arctic, are likely to be much warmer than that overall figure. 2020 is going to be a momentous year for climate. We've got not only the prospect of another very warm year, but following on from that at the end of 2020, we're going to have all the climate negotiators descending on Glasgow in the UK. Our figures showing that 2020 will be another warm year will certainly focus minds on the need to find solutions for climate change. Met Office produces forecasts for many different timescales, from hourly temperature projections for a specific site to seasonal weather trends. Seasonal forecasts identify longer weather trends, which are particularly useful for government agencies as well as commercial and industrial organisations. Dr Jeff Knight leads the Met Office seasonal forecast team. The Met Office issues a look at the weather trends for one and three months ahead every month of the year. So we've just recently issued our outlook for January and January, February, March period. So these things are done just to look at the very general broad trends of what we might experience. So you use computer models like we do for short-term forecasting. Is there any additional formula or algorithms that you input into that to give you the trends that we benefit from? Yeah, so it's a process where we try and integrate everything that we know, essentially. So we've got uh, indications from our own long-range forecasting models, which go out months into the future. We've got other systems from centres around the world that can contribute as well to that picture. And there's also things like what is the current state of the climate system and how does that likely influence the uh, weather that we're going to have over the next few weeks, months. But uh, amongst all that, there's obviously going to be peaks and troughs, aren't there? 
Of course. So whenever we kind of uh, issue a forecast, we might say that there's an increased likelihood of it being cold this winter or an increased likelihood of it being mild. Then within that kind of whole framework, there is still the scope for shorter periods when we might see other sorts of conditions. So for example, the recent outlook that we've just released suggests that this winter, the remaining part of the winter, is more likely than usual to be mild and damp. December's been decidedly wet, hasn't it? And slightly yes. above average, would you say? The temperatures have been, have been slightly above average so far, yes. So this product you provide is for government, commercial and industry. However, it's out there on the website as well, and it's part of an ensemble of products that the Met Office produces from short-term forecasts to the longer climate forecasts and everything in between. Well, that's right, yes. Our aim is to provide advice, well, a full service, really, across all the range of timescales based on everything that we possibly know. So it's part of our work to actually keep the country running behind the scenes, if you like, in addition to just putting the forecast on the six o'clock news. Dr Jeff Knight. Now here's Alex with the weather into the weekend and for that all-important Christmas week. It has been a very wet few days but the weather patterns suggesting that drier weather is on the way through the weekend and particularly during Christmas week. Now drier doesn't mean completely dry and on Saturday across the south later on a little weather system will bring some wet weather and there is a weather warning in force because the ground is saturated. So the potential for further problems with rain across the south later on on Saturday. Apart from that though much of the weekend looks dry. A few showers certainly in western Scotland but many places will be fine. The biggest problem on Saturday could be with fog and fog also thickening up in places on Saturday night and into Sunday morning. The rain across the south should scoot away on Sunday morning, so again, many places will be dry, just a few showers in the west. Temperatures this weekend around or maybe a touch above average, generally in the high single figures as maxima. Into next week and that drying trend continues. But again, we do have to keep our eyes on a little area of low pressure, potentially bringing some rain across the south later on Monday and into Tuesday, into Christmas Eve. That rain again should, though, clear away. But any rain, because it's been so wet, has the potential to cause further problems. So that's something we're keeping an eye on. But apart from that, into the Christmas period, it does look as if it will be turning drier and also a bit colder. Not a great deal of a sign of a white Christmas, except maybe some snow on the Scottish mountains. But it could just be a bit frosty on Christmas Day morning. Some uncertainty about that, so make sure you stay up to date. A lot of people, of course, heading for the roads. So make sure you're following the Met Office on social media for the very latest. Thanks, Alex. Now here's Ollie Claydon with last week's highs and lows. Here are your weekly extremes from Monday the 9th to Sunday the 15th of December. The highest max occurred on Tuesday the 10th of December when Bewd in Cornwall reached a high of 14.2 Celsius. Topcliffe, North Yorkshire was the coldest place with a minima of minus 4.3 Celsius during the early hours of Tuesday morning. The wettest day was also on Tuesday, but this time in Tindrum, in Stirling, with 69mm. And finally Monday was the sunniest day in Wellsbourne in Warwickshire, with a daily sunshine total of 6.6 hours. Thank you, Ollie. That's all from Weathersnap, not only for this week, but also for this year. From the Met Office podcast production team and myself, we wish you all a very happy Christmas. I'm Claire Nazir. Producer this week was Adrian Holloway. Weathersnap will be back in January. Weathersnap is a podcast by the UK Met Office.